Hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. Today, we are speaking with Marianne Matteris. So what I love a few things, well, there's more than a few things. I, too, use this as my first line anytime I have to describe myself. And Marianne describes herself as a lifelong learner. Every day, you just want to learn something new. Love that. She is passionate about helping others find their career homes. Love to dive into that because we're in such a funny state where Was that a thing of the past or is it still possible now? We're going to find that out. She currently works at Indeed as a career development professional who, good God, she oversees over 12,000 global employees in their career development planning. Okay, that's a lot of different time zones just right there. Forget the number that might be a little daunting and then personalities and just dealing with people. but. Also, no, no, we're not done yet because I love that she has her own business called Green with Purpose Coaching, which is helping us creative souls unlock their purpose and translate that into ready, real fulfillment. Isn't that what we want? Start the service now. So I can't wait to find out more. With that, I say welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you, Marianne. Of course. Thank you so much for having me here, Stephanie. I'm really, really excited to be here and just to shoot the breeze and, and talk and to each that's, other. <laughs> that's that's exactly, there you go. There's a format. Thank you. <laughs> She'll be just fine. But we do always start with, tell us about you anywhere you want to start. Yeah, of course. Where to begin? Well, I feel like I should put this funny anecdote out there. When I was little and I would get my progress reports, As much as it would say, like, you know, Marianne's great to have in class. She's outstanding. (laughs) She's a pleasure. Um, Usually the box. I also hit two other boxes, which was Marianne can be quite loud. And she also (laughs) (laughs) rushes occasionally through her work. And I, I start there because as much as like I would sit at those things and think, oh my God, those are weaknesses. I have to say those things have shown up in my life and now I have grabbed onto them and just spearheaded with it. And so I got my bachelor's in uh, communications and I wanted to work in radio, but back in that time or still is 
radio is not as big as it was. I mean, look, podcasting, we're on a podcast. <laughs> podcasting. I'm sorry. That was, was going to be, that was going to be my shift. If only podcasting back then was, I'm saying huge, I would have certainly rolled right into that one. So I was at a crossroads of trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And I was working in retail. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to work in corporate retail. And then that didn't sit well with me. I thought about all the holidays that I was giving up and just, yeah, it was fun. And I got to be creative with clothing, but anyway, it didn't really uh, sit with me. So I got my first stint in what I call recruitment, agency recruitment back in the day. And that really has led and grew the foundation of where I'm at now. So I always like to say when people think about what got them to where they were, I would say it was that staffing agency. And truly, I learned kind of the ins and outs of recruitment. I wound up at a larger uh, corporation based on Long Island. And within there, I grew in multiple roles. I was uh, a corporate recruiter. I was a diversity recruiter. I also oversaw our global onboarding. And then I grew into a talent development role. But it'd only be fair to share that I actually went back to school and got my master's in higher education. I thought I was going to leave corporate and just stay in higher ed. My focus was career coaching, career counseling. And what stood out to me as I was beginning to graduate was there was this missing link in corporate life. So bringing back that like career center academia to a corporate setting. So I was like, let me stay here. I think there's a lot of work to be done. That company got acquired. So I was in a very unique position to figure out my next steps. And so I wound up at a startup, which again, I learned so much about. But then from there, I got an email uh, about a role at Indeed, which I was been so excited about. It was a platform I had used you know, since college mm-hmm. to look mm-hmm. for work. And now they were reaching out to me. Their whole mission is about we help people get jobs and it sounds so silly, but when I look back at my journaling over a decade ago, I always wrote like, I want to help people find their next, again, like home or their next livelihood. And so that I was like, you know what? I'm meant to be here. When I joined, I was coming into a role that had never existed before. It was very mm. ambiguous. And then three months into that, the pandemic hit. And it was a very unique time. It, we had to assess our people and what was going on. But then this is where I really felt like my higher ed work came to be. My thesis was around generations, specifically millennials, and the power of story and creating a narrative. And so I took this time to really understand the generations that sit at Indeed to make sure that our work was inclusive, to meet generations where they were. That way they were being fulfilled, but also doing purposeful work. I also became the token friend amongst everyone where they were like, help me with my resume, help me prep for this interview. And so out of that came Green With Purpose coaching. The Green With Purpose title is really just from the color green, just uh, prosperity, health, Mm. wellness. And Mm -hmm. I wanted people to be able to attach to an aura, a color and the purpose. Well, aren't we all trying to figure out what our purpose is in life? And so green with purpose is just that attachment to wealth and also freedom and wellness and all of those things. And so the pandemic taught me a lot. It'd only be fair to say I lost a lot. I lost a few family members during this time. And Mm -hmm. that really uh, drove me to, I'm not going to just say sit here and reevaluate my life, but I knew that I wanted to honor them by Mm. doing something great and serve others because that's what they would have done. 
Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to create a space where I wasn't just helping myself with my career, but helping others because it's been, I know that term gets thrown out every day, but like an unprecedented time where mm-hmm. people just. We're living in history, right? Yeah. And, and we've only read about history. Yeah. We've never thought we would be in the middle of it and watch it unfold, not only before our eyes, but be a willing slash unwilling participant in it. Yes, it's so true. And so from that, I just think about, I know I'm throwing this term out a lot, but just meeting people where they are, you know, people just want to be seen, people want to be heard, people want tangible resources that they can hold on to in order to move forward. And people just want to regain their confidence, I would say during this great resignation as well, because Lots of people just feel like they've become a number. They don't know how to market themselves. And again, they don't know where to wind up. They think they have to find a job for a job, which I understand is so is so true when you have bills to pay. But there's so much more to how you can align with your values and your vision and your mission and wherever you're looking to go. Well, <laughs> where do I even begin? Okay, I know. And what you're going to find about me is I may like ask paragraph, which is code word for, I don't know, 83 questions in just one breath. So feel free just to pick and choose. Spirituality. You've had that. You said it from the beginning. And so I'm curious there. Something will tell me that it was perhaps interwoven in your upbringing, in your family, that but you've always seen people. And a lot of people, even though we have the ability of sight, don't see people. Yeah, I would say ever since I was a little kid, I was a people observer, people watcher. Mm -hmm. I know we all kind of say like we are Mm -hmm. that, but I would say ever since I was a little kid, I'd always tug on my mom and like point and say like, and I mean that when I say point, just Mm -hmm. like, oh, that person looks sad. That person looks lonely Mm -hmm. or, oh my God, that person's exuding a lot of happiness, just very Mm -hmm. observant. And I would also feel as I got older, just like leaving a party or leaving something, Mm -hmm. you know, either very excited or just very drained or exhausted. And then I started to see like, oh, wow, that empathy point. I I was taking in the Mm -hmm. the surroundings around Mm me, but spirituality wise, You know, I'd share that I I grew up Catholic. I was a kid that practiced my seven sacraments or, you know, my sacraments Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, such. mm -hmm. And then as I got older, my parents were really great about like, you know, find your own path, figure Mm -hmm. it out. And so I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say I was practicing anymore, but I knew that I had this higher connection to want to be connected to the universe. And I would say God in that, you know, but I say it loosely because I feel like God can show up in a lot of different ways. Sure. But you know, again, I would say it's been the last three-ish years. I don't know if it was just my readings and such, but I got to a place where like, I have lovely friends who are like in nonfiction, fiction books. And I'm over here reading every self-help book that's out there. Mm -hmm, Even my mm -hmm. husband chuckles at me. And it's not about that. Like, oh my God, there's something that I have to fix, but I'm all about discovery. I like how the brain works. Yeah, If I can understand how the brain works and maybe I can help again, people wherever they are, because we're all genetically made up differently. And um, it's also been the thing that helps me tap into when I'm meeting with people at Indeed or meeting with clients, meeting with family, meeting with friends, how they feel. And I think surface level, it's just about 
meeting them again where they are with where how they they're are. doing. It sounds so easy, I'll say in theory. Yeah. And and yet not a lot of people go through life that way. Or, you know, when you enter the room, it's either me, me, all about me, depending upon what the agenda is versus the curiosity that you bring to, I want to meet you where you're at. Yeah. Another interesting thing, and I only just recently got this done, was a friend of mine. She reads astrology. I'm mm-hmm. totally into that. Mm-hmm. We can talk mm-hmm. about that. Well, too. I figured with the with the color green and aura, I'm like, oh, love language. We're gonna yeah. <laughs> we're gonna find that. Let's go. Yeah. So my North Node, it's in Pisces, and I know for those who are listening, are gonna be like, what is this lady? They're used to it. They had a year of everything. Don't worry. So, um, but just to let you know, the North Node is basically like destiny, what you're, you're looking to fulfill mm. in your life. And mm. the Pisces sign uh, taps a lot into spirituality and freedom and not shying away from that. So if I think back to upbringing and maybe a practicing faith that turned into like spirituality, I'd probably be the first to say, yeah, like I hid behind it, but now I'm really trying to tap into that higher Mm-hmm. being higher universe. I think losing again, very special people to me has really brought that out to just wanting to honor them and how they live their life and having a, a prayer practice. That's like praying with them, praying for them and mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. to them, but right. for all people. And that is also tapped into And I mean, I'm guilty of this. Like, I want to say I have a mindfulness practice or a meditation practice. I kind of come in and when I need it and then Mm -hmm, bow mm -hmm, out. But mm -hmm. even with that, like, I I just kind of tap into that. Like, may everyone be free from suffering. May everyone find like ease and happiness and things like that. I just try to channel that every day because again, we're all just like in this together and trying to, to figure it all out. And if there's just a little more grace and return to love and forgiveness, I feel like the world would be a better place, but that's for another day. <laughs> indeed, indeed. No, I, I absolutely love that. And the fact that you are just like, you know, fuck it, I'm, I, this is what I'm leading with. This is how I feel. And, you know, there's no playing small. It's, I don't care what they think, you know, those judgy McJudgers who care. And people see that. Like you're not here with an agenda and, you know, you're probably curious and interested in, you know, hey, and especially in a recruiting role. And let's just kind of circle back to that. People love to talk about themselves. Yes. Great topic. Uh Uh-huh. As your role, as this is what you do, but slash, you're obviously going to be good at it because you want to know. It's not just you're checking off the questions and reading from a script, trying to assess a candidate or trying to find someone to fill this slot. It's, oh, wow, that's really cool. You do that. Wow. You know, and how did you get into that? And it just evens the play field is really, that was the visual I couldn't. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) So we're going to get back to a few things, but I really want to get to the coaching What starts out as helping the friends, and then I'm sure someone along the way said, I have a friend who has a, you know, I know this person, or you're really good at this. Uh, Yes, there's some success. 
Because coaching is like if someone handed me the toolbox and said, here you go, here's everything you need. Here's all the materials. Now build the house. Yeah. I don't believe I would be that successful, even if I read the directions. If anyone's ever like assembled Ikea, we know. I think, you know I'm, I'm notorious for always putting it on backwards first and then taking it apart. And then, oh, that's the picture. So how do you parlay into that and fill your need is what I'm going to say, but that's not really what I mean. I'm lying. <laughs> uh, what I mean is coming to them of service. Everything you've said, everything I've heard is you're helping people look for their fulfillment, love from serving them, which is... Yeah. The easiest, I just read something in it. And that's like, as a matter of fact, it might've been my angel card today. Uh, no joke. Yeah. <laughs> to come to, yeah, come from a place of service and to serve. And then in fact, that brings you your fulfillment. Yeah. I mean, I would say a lot of my reading up until this point stems from a place of reflection. And mm -hmm. I know that is, again, another term that gets loosely thrown out there. But I would just say, I don't, give anyone anything that I haven't already tried mm -hmm. myself because I feel like, again, disservice to others. But when I say reflective, I'm really trying to get individuals to a place of thinking um, outside the box or thinking about things in a way that they haven't thought about before, but allowing them to define it on their own times. I mean, as part of my journey, I'd be the first one to tell you here, and that just shows you work in progress. Like, I used to be very solution focused. Someone would tell mm -hmm. me something, I'd give them the mm -hmm. answer. Mm -hmm. Then I'm really like, I want to be a coach. This isn't going to work out well. Yes, there are moments to tell people directives, but at the same time, coaching is allowing everyone to get to their aha moments on their own. And so I tried to think of like, more open-ended questions instead of closed off questions. Mm -hmm. And when people start answering, also giving them the space and then repeatedly just saying, and... Mm -hmm. to keep them talking because before you know it, at least three or four ands in, they'll be like, yeah. oh, wow, Delightful. I didn't think of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't think of it like mm -hmm. that or mm -hmm. this is going to be my course of action. Right. And so I feel like from a reflective standpoint, the pre-work is I'm, I'm getting people to do exercises, to think mm -hmm. about their mission, their mm -hmm. vision, their values, think about their transferable skills, think about their past. I also want to throw that out there, you know, uh, elements of coaching kind of become very therapeutic too. I yeah. mean, I'm not a therapist. I'm not mm -hmm. a licensed You don't therapist. play one on TV, right? Okay. Uh, but I say it in the sense of sometimes you have to tap into your younger self in order to move forward. And so sometimes there's easy moments in that where people are willing to share that. And then there are some moments where that is a very, that is a trigger. Mm -hmm. And so it's also creating a safe space for them to, to be able to, to say what's been going on. But that also alludes to mindset, confidence, imposter syndrome, which are a lot of the topics that come up. And I start to feel like we unravel pieces there and then on their own terms, get to mm -hmm. figure out what their next steps are going to be. Some of these next steps are not just next job in like I'm saying a corporate or a startup setting. Some of them are entrepreneur life or retirement or taking a, a sabbatical, whatever it may be, but choosing that based off of their needs and what they want. 
And I think at the end of the day, you talked about like, and we agreed on like, everyone wants to just talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think people just want a place where they can like air out yeah. grievances, air mm-hmm. out laundry. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, part of the healing process is just like the venting of that or mm-hmm. to kind of release. Right. Yeah. To see it face on mm-hmm. and then ultimately steers them in a direction of what they should be pursuing mm-hmm. for that said fulfillment. So let's talk about, again, this crazy time mm-hmm. and the great resignation and your definitely on the younger side who, who, by the way, you know, like, as you were saying, and then I did this and then I did that. And it reminded me a lot about when I was your age, because I did a thousand things, never staying in the box, never following the script, but with the great resignation, I do HR during the day. So with the great resignation and a very quick switch in the way, the whole employment market went because prior to the employment market, it was tough. It was hard. I mean, unemployment was at an all-time low. We were definitely, I know we were struggling, you know, just looking, finding, retaining employees. And then all of a sudden we got flooded with talent in the talent pool. People that for whatever reason made themselves available either by choice or not by choice. And my company is like, it's very different because of the amount of people we've brought in since, I mean, since 2020, it's crazy numbers, like crazy crazy numbers. And in my 10 years there, and we've gone through flurries uh, like this before, but this, these numbers, unprecedented. It's crazy. But I also just recently read something that there's a little buyer's remorse going on now, like a year later, where people are thinking they didn't make the right decision. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have left my job or what is your insight on that? Let's call a spade a spade. I, I think the pandemic hit. People were at companies that chose after a certain period of time not to work from home anymore. And then Mm -hmm. that just didn't fill people's cups anymore. And they were like, got to (laughs) find remote life because we can be productive at home. Yeah. There were just companies, you know, outside of the remote piece that just didn't treat their people. Well, like it just showed you in a crisis that certain companies were not Mm. prepared. Like no one was prepared for this. Some people were good at moving forward and some just... We're yeah. not. And so then right. that was a large reason why people were leaving. I think people were starting to look at their work differently. Like mm-hmm. everyone was just trying to survive, like yep. literally trying mm-hmm. to survive. And mm-hmm. so when you think about your work and the things you're doing and you're like, wait a minute, like, I'm just trying to make sure I don't get COVID. <laughs> like right. that right. can really That's just the weigh, priority. Yeah. Right. Like that could really just weigh on you. And so I think there was a reevaluation of like, again, back to that whole, like, mission, vision, and values. Like, why am I here? How am I supporting my mission? Is it even relevant? Oh, goodness, it's not. And then the flip to what you were just saying is, yes, there are people who left because they felt unsafe. And I I want to claim that and tell people that it is okay. You you did not feel safe anymore. You Mm -hmm. chose to leave. But unfortunately, like the grass is not always greener on the other side. Like money is great. 
And I'm sure these people got like 20% increases Mm -hmm. because that's Mm -hmm. just how it is when you leave externally to go somewhere else. But then that just showed you that there are other companies still now, two years later, not knowing what they're doing, have no plan in place. And that is what I'm saying. That grass isn't always greener. People are like, not that I should have suffered (laughs) at the other place, but I probably could have made something work, right. tried something internally. And so I think that is just a lot of what's been going on in people's minds. You know, I think about Gen Z's and millennials and by no means on this podcast, am I putting people in buckets? Cause I would never want to put someone in a bucket, but they're aspiring. They're like, give me the next thing. Give me mm-hmm. the next title. Mm-hmm. Give me the next mm-hmm. promotion. I don't need to stay somewhere for 30 years. Right. And just like, Give me, give me, give me. But I, I will be a great worker. I will claim, I will do. I, I have a lot of technology in my my toolkit. And then, you know, Gen X and baby boomers, nothing wrong there. I mean, they just, uh, it's loyalty. Uh, they're going to stay. They have families. They have grandkids. Yeah. They getting ready for retirement, whatever it right. may be. So they're not looking to like rock the ship. So then you're looking at all of these career personas of adventure seekers, deep divers, mountain climbers. And that's great. I think we should all kind of think about where we are in the playing field when it comes to that. And also think about before jumping ship, thinking about experiences. Uh, So my big token thing now is what experiences can you get that you haven't been getting before? And so what I mean by that is um, talk about progress report cards, turning mm-hmm. it back to earlier. <laughs> there the you go. You opened with it. I knew we were coming back. Go on. Um, I created like a progress report, basically, where people can like check off. Have they been coached? Have they been a mentor, mentee? When was their last career conversation? When was their last workshop? What are skills that they're trying to build? Are they in part of an employee resource group? If none of these things are checked off, well, then the answer is in there. There are experiences yet to be have. Let's consider these experiences. That way we can assess where you'd like to go next with said company. Mm -hmm. If all are checked, then it brings up a bigger point. What is missing? Why aren't you feeling fulfilled? What can you tap into again? And it's still, again, about experiences, but maybe at a deeper higher level. And Mm -hmm. so even this progress report, even though that kind of sits, like I'm saying within like working in a corporation, like it still applies to those and saying that are looking to figure out their next piece too, because maybe these are things that again, they've never tapped into. And it's like wanting to find a place that serves that or being their own boss and being able to answer those kinds of questions about what they'd like to do next. And so that's just a a lot of the things I've been thinking about when it comes to the great resignation is just, I think people are doing the, like, I'm safe and I'm in a a company, but I'm going to keep looking around to Mm -hmm. see like what else is out there. But at the same time, I think people are being more strategic now. So like a year ago, it was like, leave, leave, leave. I think now people are really sitting and like, what is this going to give me? Like, what's its return on investment? That way I'm not. Besides just the uh, salary. Yeah, I have to say I, I, I'm seeing more people and I'm, I'm humbled by this and I'm glad that people are seeing it for what it is, but not being swayed by necessarily the money factor. Mm-hmm. It loses, I mean, the first paycheck, the second month, whatever it is, it loses its shine because all that extra money nine times out of 10 is, if we haven't learned from COVID, you're just, you know, you're, the way you live is just going to get a little richer and sure. then the old say it's 
the more money, more problems. It's, problem, yeah. You, yeah. You know, unless you really, you know, stay where you're at in your with living within that means on that lower paycheck and then using all that extra excess new money, you know, for savings, for vacations, for, for what have you. But human nature is human nature. So some, yes. some of us are old dogs that don't like to learn new tricks. <laughs> With that said, you just said about how it's not really about just the money. It's a lot of factors. And it's, I'll say, personal development when you were checking off the boxes. I've worked for large. I've worked for small. Uh, I've worked for public. I've worked for private. I've usually um, at some place for like five years. I'm presently 10 years at a place, which I still say, how the hell did I get here? Like why? <laughs> I'm still yeah. here 10 years later. But with the mentor opportunities, with the development, and it could be personal development, it could be enrichment. Do you find that more in larger companies than the smaller? Because they have the access, they're a little more in tune to, we need to just not have the people come in, work, go home. We need to fill their bucket a little more. I mean, I think what was interesting coming to Indeed is they have a really incredible employee resource groups. And in those groups, when we were allowed to meet in person, there were happy hours, there were events, campaigns, and it really just allowed for individuals to find a piece to be a part of mm-hmm. from an inclusivity standpoint, not just from like a diversity inclusion, like, but I'm just saying inclusivity and belonging and then, yeah, they had to get very creative and unique about how to to land that right when we were all home. But yeah, I, I do find that employee resource groups, as well as having a mentor, is going to be very, very important in one's journey. Having a mentor just allows you to just have like a thought leader in the space that you're in to be able to kind of tag team on current trends, current issues, understand industry knowledge, but at the same time, develop skills that you might have never thought about before. And maybe that's putting together an action plan about what you uh, role you want to be in next. But it also could just be like, I have mentors who maybe once were managers for me, but then obviously we've all gone different places, but just someone to be able to kind of again, tap into when it comes to brainstorming, or I always say the power referrals um, at the end of the day, you know, once being a recruiter, I understand applying externally is a job in itself. Mm -hmm. It is not the thing that's going to get you the job. It's truly the power of networking and the power of the referral. And so I just find mentors become referrals. Mm-hmm. And it might not be that that's you land where they are next, but like they may know the next person. Well, everybody knows, the next knows person. somebody. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that is always something just I want to shout out here that I always tell people when you're like in a mentor-mentee relationship or you're interviewing or you're networking via however you are, always end your conversation with, hey, Stephanie, who's the next person I should speak to? Mm. Because that is now another person to add to your world, your Mm -hmm. network. And again, each time you do that, it's a new person. Now, I'm not saying each person is someone that you have to come back to each week and like regroup with, but maybe at the end of the quarter, you're just doing like a a pulse check-in of like, you know, how is your quarter? What have you been working on? What fun projects have you been working on? If you're close enough to them, even going as far to be like, how's the family? What trips have Mm -hmm. you taken? But it's just adding that additional layer of just 
being personal and personable and also being able to just grow community Mm -hmm. organically. This shouldn't feel like I'm saying a thing that weighs on you, like, oh, it's something I have to do. It should feel good to want to like reconnect with these individuals as well. Because again, you just never know who you're helping really Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Because when I say the power of the referral, it, it doesn't just end with you. It's also about you may know someone who that may help me later on in my life, vice versa. Right. And it's just the power of connection and power it's, of paying it yeah. forward that way. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You I just know. never know. So tell me the line again, because I do love it. I end the conversation with. Yeah. So at the end, I just to wrap mm-hmm. it up in a nice mm-hmm. bow, I just mm-hmm. always say like, and I'll use it as you. Hey, mm-hmm. Stephanie, who is the next person that you think I should speak to? Like, who is in your network that you mm-hmm. think I should connect to after this? You can even go as far to be like, can you do the introduction or can you provide me the email or can mm-hmm. you provide me their LinkedIn, whatever it be? And then from there, start right. your next conversation. Right. And then if you're a person who loves their calendars as much as I do, then you can put an <laughs> alert that's like at the end of the quarter or at mm-hmm. the end of a month, whatever it may mm-hmm. be to like check in with Stephanie or mm-hmm. check in with Susie, check in with Joe. And then again, it's just kind of organically creating this space of people reaching out. So smart because you never know. Yeah. You never know who knows who. And you can waste a lot of time trying to figure out, trying to either get through the door, get through the gatekeeper, get through, you can do that. And it's so funny that you say that because on a recent episode that's going to be coming out, I was talking to this guy and he mentioned this author and I knew the book because I heard this author, Nate Klemp, uh, The 80-80 Marriage. It's wonderful. And I want to have him on the show. Him and his wife wrote the book and they're great. And it just makes so much sense. Now I'm into, I'm into, you know, 38 years with the Mm -hmm. same guy, which when I bought the book, my husband was like, is there a problem? (laughs) Which you're like, I'm a lifelong learner. And I say, say. exactly. I'm like, uh, well, doing a little research for for the podcast because I want to have him on. So he was kind of on my wish list. And when he quoted the book and I'm like, oh, I love that. I, 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 you know, I just heard them. He goes, oh yeah, no, he was an early guest. And I'm like, tell me more, please. So yeah. So I have, yeah, I reached out and we'll wait to hear from. And then like, on the opposite end of that, because I know people listening to us are going to be like, ah, oh, but rejection, rejection. Uh, and trust me, in recruiter world, we understand it too, right? I, it's like a math equation. For every 10 hits, there's like one acceptance, mm-hmm, one yes, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm, it is. So mm-hmm. just know that if people don't answer you, yeah, it's not a reflection of you. It is a reflection oh God, of yeah. them. And I'd a, say yeah. move on to the next one. But I promise you, the ones who actually haven't answered you, But then what you don't know is that in like three months, they may finally reach out to you. So it's just like you move with the flow of the energy Mm -hmm. of the people Mm -hmm. who want to. And then when the other people are ready, you're just waiting for their like invitation again with that for sure. And, you know, I always say this too, and it may be like funny saying it out loud, but like the idea is you just want to get like your name, everyone's mouth. 
Mm. <laughs> so that when yeah, you're yeah. in a room, it's like mm-hmm. that Stephanie did X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. or like, I want Stephanie to be a part of this session, or, you know, I hear that she's working on this. She'd be a great fit for that. Like, that's what you want to happen. Like when mm-hmm. you're not around that's the yeah. drop of a name. <laughs> I love it. That is. So what do you see? And look in your crystal ball. Mm-hmm. We're say, almost halfway through. I cannot believe this. Yeah. Uh, the year. Meanwhile, like a couple of weeks ago, I was still saying happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. I'm like, ooh, halfway through. What's happening? How do you see it playing out the rest of the year as far as people realigning, reassessing? Is everyone kind of settled? to this or will there be a whole other shift again? I mean, I'm starting to hear the buzz about returning to office from the Mm -hmm. larger corporations that are out there. And so tip that's going to happen this summer. And so I think that'll be right now until the summer will be an interesting realm of there might be another wave of right, oh, right. Where, yeah. where people are going to go. And it could even be like, you know, the people are like, well, I'm going to just try to make this work. And then let's say the commute is really the thing that um, hurts them again later on. It could be like the fall is another area. But, you know, when you think about fiscal years and I'm just saying like being in business, typically companies get their budgets in the first quarter and then by the fourth quarter, they have no budget left. So Mm -hmm. that's why you see high peaks of people leaving or looking for jobs in that like April to Mm -hmm. July timeframe. And then the summer people are going on vacation. So it looks a bit different than in the fall, there might be a spike again, because it's like new you, new me. And that also always shows up in the new year as well. But as then you start to see the end of fall going into the holidays, then people really it's two sides, like either they're really looking or they're not looking because they're just trying to finish out the year. So I think there will be probably another wave, but I also think that everyone is doing the work in figuring Mm -hmm. out what they want. I've been noticing more. I've been trying to be very intentional about posting content each week. And it's not just to gain clients. It's more about community. I I just want to like give Mm -hmm. people aha aha moments online and such. And, you know, I've just been hearing from a lot more people Mm -hmm. just like, oh, that really resonates with me. Oh, I haven't been thinking about that way. Oh, I've been thinking about a career pivot or getting into other work. And so I just think it's top of mind. It's also with the returning to work. I think people liked not just being home, but those that were capable of doing this, but like traveling while mm-hmm. working that mm-hmm. appealed to people so that they could be in different spots. Yeah. That's, and that's optimum. Yeah. There's legalities and tax reasons and mobility mm-hmm. when it comes to that at, at larger companies, but that's another thing that others are looking for in their life or, you know, as they move forward too, so that they can get the best of both worlds in that. Cause ultimately I think everyone wants to like, Work, travel. Well, work, again, yeah. perfect, perfect world, perfect. Yeah, take your laptop. I mean, we're we're in a society where you can literally work from anywhere. You can yeah. be in a van, a converted van or a motorhome. You can be on the beach today and then in the mountains tomorrow. And with a strong internet connection, miss a beat. 
and business yeah. goes on. And that definitely works for some companies, depending upon obviously how they're structured. So what I, going back to when you put out your content and you, you find that people, again, it goes back to your wanting to serve full circle. But what I've recently delved into the TikTok world, no videos yet, they're not edited, but I've actually made some. But what I love as a creative, I so I create, I used to have a, a whole other business, is just everybody, these people are just, they're making stickers. I'm like, there are sewing videos because I'm a sewer. I'm like, there are sewing videos. Oh my God, this is fantastic. And I just think that people are really from either now is the time or they had no other choice, but they really tapped into their creative juices. Maybe they learned on the video and they didn't really think that they were talented, but it's interesting to see how I'll say these side gigs are emerging. And some people are making it not from selling a million stickers, but from having a million people watch you make the stickers. It's um, so one of the million, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I want to shout out to my husband here because he has a lot of hobbies and Mm -hmm. I just admire his hobbies. That's where I'm saying I learned from him because Mm -hmm. he tells me like, yeah, like find things that fulfill you. And I know we talked about fulfillment with work and that's great, Mm -hmm. but it's also be great to pivot right now to talk about like, you got to find some things outside of work that you enjoy too, because, you know, all work and no play. That's where like, I I keep returning to that work in progress because again, I want to meet everyone where they are and say like, I too fall into this as well, where like, there are things that I enjoy. I start it, I do it, I Mm -hmm. stop don't Mm -hmm. return to it. And then I sit and I'm like, wow, like I really need like a hobby Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I put all like my energy and into my work, into my craft. But I think of my coaching, not just as work. It does feel like a hobby, but anyway, it is a creative process, but it's important. You're not just, you know, putting out spreadsheets and saying, here you go. And you're not, but it's important though, to have the things you enjoy, because I think it's in those moments of flow. Like when I, you know, I'm saying, watch my friends, watch my husband, watch my Mm -hmm. family do the things that they're enjoying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They come, I'm saying to the table, to the conversation with Mm -hmm. something much more deeper after that. And I think it's because they're allowing themselves that time for connectivity. And so I'm saying as part of these reflection exercises, you also have to tap into the things that you like doing and that you don't like doing doesn't mean that you have to do the things you don't like doing, but understanding why you don't like the things that you Mm -hmm. don't like helps you to appreciate the things you do enjoy doing. And then you just never know in those passions, right? To your point, there could be a side hustle where it goes. It's really collaborate with all the things. You know, in 30 days of watching the same people over and over, I'm like, what is happening here? I'm just, (laughs) and that's a whole new world that is untapped. It's going to be really interesting to see not only what comes out of it, but these great creations. There's so many talented people, not that they were just woke up yesterday and had this ability, but now they have a platform. And they hit record and there's, you know, now we can see that too. So I think it's really separates everything. Yeah. And it's shining a a nice little ring light on everybody. 
So this has been wonderful, my friend. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. So you say you hang out on Insta. Tell us we're going to find you. Anybody interested in looking for their career path change, fulfillment? What's happening? Let's talk about brand for a moment. I organically like to find people or invite them in as opposed mm-hmm. to, to, to searching for them. So mm-hmm. typically I would call out to like my LinkedIn page to say like, come there to like read my content and then mm-hmm. follow and we can have more conversations there. And then mm-hmm. my Instagram's personal, but through there, mm-hmm. you know, I share Instagram stories and polls every now and again about mm-hmm. career or just fun questions about film, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that's another way to learn more about me and what I'm doing and being able to connect in that regard. And then I will definitely get a website soon. That way mm-hmm. I can kind of mm-hmm. harness and put everything on there. That way everyone can see it. But those are the One areas you can... shop. It used to be not for the faint of heart, but I actually put together the website, which anyone that knows me would, you know, still be snickering, but it, I did it. it. Thank you, Squarespace. I did it. Is it the best? Pretty? No, it's not. And, and we're actually going to be adding some Joy Found Here merchandise. Very exciting about that. And that really gives me an, a whole new reason to go back. And I'm like, woo, this was fine a year ago, but let's step this up now. And I know a little more. I see what works. I see what colors I'm attracted to and all that whole branding idea, which in the beginning was the podcast is coming out and you need a website. Okay. I've never done this before. Please somebody help me. But I was able to put it up there. I have obviously total faith in you, you know, Uh, with your talents and such. So therefore it's not the, it's not the daunting task, thankfully that it used to be. So, and it's good to kind of have everything centralized in one hub and then you'd be like, oh, and then you'll find all my links. Links here. Yeah. It goes on and on. Listen to me. I'm, I'm like some IT whatever. And, and I've had really good teachers is what I've had. I never know what the heck I'm talking about. That's okay. See, the power of knowing other people who can help the you power with the of things. knowing other people. Exactly. By the way, I'm a really big proponent that I don't need to know it all, but no. I need to know the right people who do know it. Amen. You said it. You did. All right. <laughs> That might be today's tattoo. I'm not sure. Uh, Okay. So this has been a pleasure. I appreciate it. So we're going to link your uh, LinkedIn and Insta, if that's fine with you. Yes, I love it. And the name of the course that you offer again is called... My, my coaching is green with purpose and my offering is all about identity and mindset. And Mm. so it's all about helping empathetic and creative souls figure out their future career homes. Okay. Let's find that fulfillment because I know 2022, it's a magical year. I mean, so many great things have happened so far and we're not even halfway there. So yeah, it's true. Today is a good a day as any to start. Let's tap into it. Yeah. I have faith in all of you. Indeed. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you again, Marianne. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It was a pleasure to be here and I can't wait to connect with you again soon. Excellent. All right. So you heard it here. Fulfillment. Let's go. We've got a half a year, plenty of time, new season. No more bullshit. Let's just get after it. You want it, get after it. Very easy. One step. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
website, www.joyfoundhere.com. As you heard, Joy Found Here merchandise is coming. It is, oh, I'm so excited about it. So you'll have to check frequently to see when it's going to drop. And as always, we appreciate you listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to your pods on Apple, on Spotify, on iHeart. And until next week, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.